0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Molly Hassler. Molly, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Um, Thank you for having me.
0: Molly, I want to talk to you about your work, and um, I, I often start interviews by asking people about how the last year was or how the pandemic affected them, but but perhaps, you know, some of that is answered in a recent work that I thought we could start off with. It's, um, it's titled Erin 2021, and it's a, a quilt. I don't, I don't know the exact size. Can you tell me a little bit about that quilt, if you, if you want, whatever whatever framework you want to give it, and, and, and also how that fits into your practice?
1: Sure. So I'm primarily a fibers artist, uh, and also um, a printmaker and a drawer um, but during the pandemic specifically I uh, sort of had a bit of a series going on that I just started calling Quilts for Friends um, that specific quilt was for a friend Aaron um, usually when I make a quilt for somebody I, uh, I think about them and our memories and then begin to craft something based off of their personality and the feelings that they give me. I also think quilting in general is, um, there was a lot going on <laughs> during the pandemic, and I really consider quilting and um, craft skills as like, I started to think of them as skills for the revolution, kind of, that, um if all else fails, I can just sort of make something that will keep my friends warm um, in multiple different ways, uh, warm in spirit, <laughs> warm physically. Uh, yeah, so that quilt was uh, a full-size quilt. I don't remember the dimensions exactly, but it took me about three months to make. Um, I also really love quilting because, uh, I usually, I have my own studio, but I also get to make them at home watching TV, so it's a really um, fun sort of home-to-home exchange so friends. So, so, so with
0: why, doing them friends. at home, are you, are you are you hand-sewing them? Like, don't you need a big machine to do that, or are you not using a, a machine?
1: Uh, I use a sewing machine to quilt the front and back, which means piece all those little squares together, and then... Uh, once the structure of the quilt is made, every little um, sort of yarn tie, I tie by hand at home. And right. I that, also that, usually... That's to keep the
0: batting from slipping around? Is that what that is? Those are, I don't know what you call exactly. it. Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, it's to keep the integrity of the quilt forever. <laughs> um, and then I also do a lot of... Um, Hand sewing the binding of the quilt, which is just all around the edge of the quilt.
0: And so these are these are, of course, part of your practice. And yeah, we could talk about these for a while—rich history, how they're designed. But they're, they're also created. I mean, this is a, a pandemic project, so to speak. And, and were these gifted to friends, or they're just in homage to friends?
1: Um, they were gifted.
0: So that that is sound. That does sound. I like that part of the you know, the revolution or how I'm, I'm paraphrasing you, but talking about it as a kind of, um, uh, you know, very, very, very human gesture that could be, that could be used in the sparest of times to, 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 the greatest benefit. Um, so how, how does that relate to your past work? Because of course I, I think of a lot of things, but without, without putting words in your mouth, that seems to relate to, to a lot of your work, your community projects, um, and then in, in public work, right? This this sense of uh, art for the revolution. Is that what you said? Or
1: I uh, yeah, you? I think I said skills for the revolution in relation to skills sewing. But but a lot of my work definitely has um, mm-hmm. an eye towards justice, <laughs> uh, if you will. Uh, one of my first like sewing projects was this book that I made called Resistance Cues, um, and it was a sewn and hand-sewn hand and hand-dyed, and hand-dyed uh, book that I made in 2017, uh, pretty much just reflecting on my own coming-out process in relation to what was going on politically in the world at the time um, and, like, whose positions to be on top um if um not those who are already like i don't know (laughs) rich and have resources um right and so i kind of go in between like personal reflection in these sort of like smaller books and drawings and then really big community projects um like, I made a greenhouse recently with a local elementary school um, with second and fourth graders and also a long-term, art education teacher. It was a quilted greenhouse, and each student made a quilt square. Um, I love so, that. I love that. Yeah,
0: let's talk about that. I mean, I I, I just want to frame also this. You're, you're, you, you talked about your resistance cues as being a coming-out process um, because part of what what you're talking about is a, um, queer identity, right. And, and, um, and, and the representation of that, that also is a, a thread through your, your work in a, in in a, in a particular way. Is, is that correct?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and my queer identity really relates to the community projects. Very inter they're very interconnected because, um, queer coming of age is, for me, at least, like, a a community-based project. You're developing a family structure um, out of people that might not be blood-related to you. But, yeah, my queerness is definitely a thread through um, all of my work, I would say, Mm. Um, if not reflecting on uh, my childhood and um, growing up as a as a queer kid and then growing up as a queer adult um, and navigating that and asking questions of myself and the people around me in relation to um, yeah queerness and transness as well.
0: And so, you know, you've, you know, you've done a lot of projects between resistance, resistance cues, um, which was, as you said, a, a type of coming out project. So so, where where are you now? Because right, you've gone through all those phases. Now you're an adult artist, you know, professional artist, so to speak. Um, what what? How does the latest um, project reflect on that on that evolution of how you're presenting um,
1: yourself? Uh yeah, my most recent, most in-depth project or, and in-progress project is this uh, installation I'm working on, on called She Was a Public House, uh, which is um, kind of creating um, space, uh, a space that can hold art events that propose alternative to oppressive traditions and queer culture and Midwestern culture. Um, so I'm kind of creating my own uh, little art pub where I can invite um, friends and strangers to uh, participate in art events. Uh, they, the space right now has uh, a lot of drawings and prints that I've made and then uh, also some fibers works as well. And it's also paired with a zine, um, also titled She Was a Public House, that sort of outlines my coming out narrative um, of growing out in a small Wisconsin town and then moving to Milwaukee and outlining um, my supporters and allies and community um, and how to build community. In so the this is right, a community
0: history. project that kind of support of a community that you're um sounds like cultivating in uh She was a public house. Where where is this space? Is this a gallery space or um or where,
1: where is currently this? it's in my studio, which is also in a gallery um space called Real Tinsel in Milwaukee. It's kind of a uh, a workspace and a gallery space combined. Uh, yeah. I I'm also currently working on for the space a transportable sort of bar cart that can go in between uh, go in between different gallery spaces and uh, I can i sort of my dream is to like make drinks for people um, and have prompts for people to talk to each other and not just go in between gallery spaces but also other community. Um, community organizations in Milwaukee and Wisconsin as well.
0: I love that. So so starting a bar, uh, a, a community, uh, you know, kind of exchange there, it sounds like. And um, and so what is the next step? Is it getting a liquor license? Like, what? what can, is that what would happen in that space, just to project into the future a little bit?
1: My um, next step is, Giving myself the skills to, I want to make everything that I use in um, the bar. So uh, taking ceramics classes, building classes, um, so that I can make all of my own cups. Um, I want to talk with uh, local, um, local bartenders and chefs who know food and know beverages um, to learn how to, like, craft the, the, the best drinks I can for people. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, my mom was a bartender at the same, uh, bowling alley for, like, 25 years, and I really am reflecting on, uh, sort of, like, the connections and family she made, like, along the way in those 25 years. And I really just want to, especially in pandemic times, like, safely meet with as many people as possible um, and bring as many people into this process as I can. So that's sort of the step that I'm at at the moment.
0: I like that so much. Um, and, um, and it does seem like, yeah, like, such an appropriate pandemic project because, you know, um, i love to go there, (laughs) drink and, and eat and meet people as, as, as you're saying, it's, it's really wonderful. Um, while this is going on or evolving, are you continuing to make the quilts? Is that, is that ongoing as well as other things?
1: Yeah, it always kind of works its way in somehow. Um, my most recent quilting has, I've been quilting and then turning it into garments, Um, I haven't been making super large quilts recently uh, just because I don't have the bandwidth um, and I I like to try to learn new things so I made um, two quilted chest binders um, for myself. Binders are for transmasculine people so that their chests uh, appear flat um, and feel flat Uh, and so that was my last – those were my last two endeavors into quilting and garment making, and I've really been enjoying that um, as well. And that is starting to move into a little bit of a outward-facing project <laughs> as well. Um, I would really like to teach people how to sew um, and make their own binders at home um, mm-hmm. because sometimes people don't have access to purchasing them or um, – things like that so i would love to do some community like sewing workshops garment making workshops things like that
0: i love that and of course that really fits in that that's the project i keep my feelings in my chest um that you're talking about making quilted binders um but um that that does also seem like it It fits in with all of these things can come together those could be made or, or or given away or sold at the pub and and that's part of the conversation, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well that's that's really cool. I I, I it's been great talking with you, Molly. I, I um really admire what you're doing and, and, and wish you well with your pub and, and how that flourishes. I wanna ask you one more question which is what are you reading at the moment?
1: Um, I just I just finished uh, a book call, called Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitereed. Um It's fiction. I read a lot of um, novels and then also graphic novels um, at the moment. Um, so I just finished that, and I would highly recommend it. The author um, is Two-Spirit and Indigenous and Queer. Uh, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but I really loved it, sort of just about navigating um, uh, queerness and gender um, between the rural and, um, and metropolitan areas um, and growing up uh, and also family. And then I also just finished uh, Sunburning by Keila Roberts. It's a, a, a graphic novel.
0: Thank you so much, Molly. I appreciate your time and your work, and I wish you well with, um, with your, your community projects and your pub. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. This was fun.
0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.